Good morning, everyone. I hope you have a wonderful day. We continue with left off. We're in the third chapter of the Dadim, page 23. So yesterday we learned that um, the Rav Shimon, the son of Rebbe, wanted to release his, his, his vow. And he came to the rabbis, and they tried to make an opening. If you had known this, would you have made a vow? And he said, yes. And they were very upset. And all, all day, from they went from the morning, from the sun to the shade, from the shade to the sun, meaning all day. In the morning, it's not so, it's not so hot, so they sat outdoors. Then it got too hot, they went under the shade. Then in the late afternoon, when it, the, the sun subsided a little, they went out of the shade and went outdoors. In other words, they spent all day trying to release him, and they couldn't. So he said, had I known that it would upset the rabbi so much, that they would work so hard and they were upset and were trying to release me for that alone, I would never have made the vow and they considered it, considered it a release. So we're all holding the eighth line from the top on page 23. He wanted to release his vow. came before the rabbis. Would you have made a vow had you known this? He said, honestly, yes, I would have. And this, another opening. Many times, if you see, they tried a few openings, and every one he said, yeah, I would have made the vow, even if I had I known this. A certain launderer. Katzer is a launderer. Saw that the rabbis were so upset. He struck Rabbi Shmuel with a launderer's sprinkler. <laughs> he hit him. Rabbi Shmuel said, if I would have known the launderer would strike me, <laughs> he would get so upset that I upset the rabbis that he would hit me. He would strike me. I would never have made the vow. And, and based on that, he annulled the nether. Not he means for himself. He means... But now I do regret. Now it is effective. The annulment of the, the release of the rabbis now is effective because I, I really I really do regret making my nether. But this is unexpected development. Because he could have antici- he could never have anticipated this would happen. We don't make an opening of something unexpected. It was an unexpected development. That's not the reason to release the vow. Noilad means something that's born. So, so something that was not that's unexpected or that didn't exist before. That we could make an opening with something unexpected, but the rabbis say the majority opinion is that we can't. Words. What's an opening? An opening is, had you known this and this, would you have made the vow? So, you, in other words, you could have anticipated something you could have anticipated. So, you didn't think of it, but had you anticipated it, would you have made the vow? Yes. But something that didn't even exist yet, you couldn't have anticipated. You can't honestly say, had I anticipated, you couldn't have anticipated something so unexpected. So you can't say it was a lack of awareness. It wasn't a lack of awareness. It was something totally out of the blue. So therefore, there's no way he wouldn't have made the vow. He would have made the vow. You can't release the vows if he never made the vow. Because had he, since he could have anticipated and he didn't anticipate it, it's like he made the vow with, with not a full deck of cards, not a full knowledge. So therefore, it's not a valid vow. 
It was never valid. But you can't say that with something that's unanticipated. There's no way in the world he could anticipate it. It was something out of the blue, something totally unexpected. So therefore, the time of the vow was a good vow. You can't release it. So therefore, how can you say, well, he should have anticipated that the launderer is going to hit him and is going to strike him. So I'm answered, I love him, No, this is not unexpected. It's very, it happens very often. Something to be expected. The irreverent ones. That they, they, they attack the rabbis. That's nothing uncommon. <laughs> what else is new? Attacking the rabbi? <laughs> Insulting the rabbi, attacking the rabbi? What else is new? That's of course could be expected. The people will use the smallest pretext to accuse the rabbi, attack the rabbi. The smallest, smallest thing. They already jump. So that that's something that could have you could have anticipated. You could have anticipated the rabbis would be so upset. So now the launderer has an excuse to beat up on the rabbi. So that's something that could have been expected. But it continues. The visit Abaya's wife had a daughter from a previous marriage. Who Amar Likrivoi? Abaya said that Likrivoi, uh, she should marry his relative. He Amar Likrivoi. She said, no, she should marry her relative. They had an argument. The husband and wife had an argument. Amar He said, Abaya said to his wife, the Tatra I'll forbid you from benefiting from me. If you violate my, you go against my wishes, and you marry off your daughter to your relatives instead of my relatives, and I make a vow, you're not allowed to benefit from me. She went ahead and disobeyed his wishes. She married off a daughter to her relatives. If he wanted to release from his vow, he didn't really want to uh, forbid his wife to himself. Had you known, if you would have known that your wife wouldn't have listened to you anyway, <laughs> even though you made the strict strict terms, but she ignored you anyway, she would ignore you and she would marry you off the other. Would you ever have made a vow? I'm a I've never made a vow. Sharia is obvious. He thought the threat itself, I was just threatening her, but I didn't expect her to actually carry it out. And had I known she would have carried it out, I would have never made this vow. So based on that, Rashi Rav Yisef Rav Yisef released him from his nether. Question is, why isn't this? We learned earlier a motivational nether. When someone says, you know, if you don't eat in my house, I'm going to. Why does that's not considered a nether? You don't even need a release. Why is this any different? He's just motivating. He says, if you go against my word, then you're going to be never meant it as a as a vow. In the case where they're bargaining and each one says, you know, if you go a penny more than a, if I pay a penny more than a dollar, it's handling, you never meant really as a nether. Or if I, if I pay a penny more than a uh, half a dollar, if, I pay a, if you pay a penny less than a dollar, it's handling. They know initially the intent was to come to a meeting ground or compromise and they'll meet somewhere in between. So it's hard if you, you don't follow the word. It comes to nether, your intent and your words have to, have to match. Here, the intent was never, but here, Abaya meant it. He says, if you dear go against my wishes, then I don't want you to benefit from me. I'll be very angry, I'll be very upset. But now, now she went ahead and she, he didn't think she's going to vi- go against his wishes. She didn't think he's going to respect his wishes. He's not going to have marital relations with her. Yeah. But, 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 but I thought he- here, Abaya meant it. But now he regrets it, so that's why he, made it, he released him and made an opening.
Could you make an opening in this way? No, but that's exactly what the nether was. That's exactly the vow. The vow was that if you do go against my wishes, is a vow. So what are you saying? Had you known that, that if she went against your wishes, <laughs> the, the, the vow would take effect, would you have made a vow? I mean, that was, that's exactly what he did. What do you mean, how do you know it? He knew. That's exactly what he meant. He meant what he said. He said what he meant. That's exactly what his intent was. What do you mean? Had you known that if you were taking a vow, it would actually take effect? That's exactly what he said. He really didn't think that you would go through it. I mean, he didn't think what he, he said. What he meant? He meant what he said. Of course. How could? How, why is that a release? It's like you can every vow you can say. Would you know that your vow was for real? Would you made another? I mean, I mean, it's like a joke. Your mother says no. In yes, it is a release. But Tanya, we learned the brayza like that. Maisa about the mechad was a a person. He made a vow to bait his wife from going to the base Amigdash for the holidays. Talking about going to the base Amigdash. That's really the. Here he meant like, like going to the public lecture on, on the Yamtiv. So the men would go hear the public lecture, and the women also would come. They wanted to see all this multitude of people coming to honor the rabbi and to hear the lecture. So he made a vow forbidding her. But overall, she violated and she went. She wanted to hear. It wasn't going to stop her. She wanted to hear. He's came for to release him, release from his net, which would work retroactively as if it never happened. That his wife, so it turned out his wife would not have violated the nether. Had you known that she wouldn't listen, it wouldn't help. And she's going to go anyway. Would you ever made a nether? You want your wife to violate a vow? Would you make a vow? And Abiyasi released him from his nether. So it's exactly Abiyasi's case. Had Abaya known that Abaya made a net that yes, of course he meant what he said, he said what he meant. But he thought that that would be enough to stop his wife. Had he known that his wife wouldn't listen to him, when it comes to marriage, you don't even listen to your parents, you have to listen to your heart. And therefore he wanted, she wanted her daughter to marry someone that she loves, her relative, not the one that is her husband chose, his relative. So had you known that she wouldn't have listened, would you have made a net? And he said, no, and therefore it is a good release. Next message. That's a person declares a vow. To pressure him to eat with him. You should say, Any vow that I will declare in the future will be null. Null and void. But it only, it's only effective if he remembers his disclaimer when he makes the nether. When he makes the nether. Saying that his friend if he doesn't eat by him, his, his friend is never allowed to benefit from him. So, so uh, then the vow, the vow would take effect. Even though it's a motivational nether. But he's saying, if you, don't, if you refuse my invitation, then everything that belongs to me is, 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 is uh, off limits to you, is prohibited to you. So, so if he makes a disclaimer in the beginning, beforehand, that I don't really mean it, any vow that I'm going to make, it's, it's, not, it's nullified. So when he makes the vow against his friend, if he remembers 
that is disclaimer, then the vow never never takes effect. Okay, that's the mission. See, mother says, mother asks, since he says any nether I'm going to make in the future is nullified, his friend won't listen to him. He won't come to eat. He knows that the nether is ineffective. He already canceled all the nether. So how's he threatening? There's no threat. How can you threaten him? If you refuse my invitation, then everything of mine will become prohibited to you. He already canceled it beforehand. He nullified it. So what, what, kind of th- what kind of threat is it? How is that a motivation? So we continue on 23b. The mother says, We're missing words. The mission is missing. Someone wants his friend to eat with him. He invites his friend to eat with him. And his friend refuses. And then he makes a vow. If you don't refuse my invitation, my possessions are off limit, are, are prohibited to you. It's, it's a motivational nether. It's a motivational nether. It's, you don't even need a nullification. It's not, he didn't really mean it. Why is this any different than the case we just learned with Abaya? So I told his wife, if you violate my this, then you, then you can go. No, no, oh, oh, no, the mother didn't say that yet. The Mishnah, the Mishnah starts out before, no preemption. It's just neither is it isn't. Because here, it's not commensurate to the crime. You can't say, well, if you refuse my invitation to eat today, forever and ever, you're never ever allowed to benefit from me. You can't, you can't say that he meant it, that his heart was in it. He was just saying it, like, like when they're bargaining. Uh, you know, if I'm not a penny less, I'm not a penny more. You don't mean it. You don't mean it. Okay. It's not the, the crime, the punishment is not commensurate to the crime. I don't want to eat with you today. Forever and ever, you know. I'm your friend. Forever, I'm never allowed to benefit from you. Come on. You never really meant it. You just meant it to say how, how, how really you want me to eat today. It's so important for you to, I should eat with you today. And I refuse. And if I refuse, you don't need a, a release. It's never, it was never meant to be a true nether in the first place. Versus in the case of Abaya, with his wife, he meant it. He was upset. If you, your daughter is going to marry someone that I, I, I object, and you refuse to marry someone that I wanted to marry, then, then I'm very upset, and you're not allowed to benefit from me. And that's why you need a release in that case. And then the Mishnah continues. A person wants to preempt that all the vows he's going to make all year long should he should preempt it and it should be nullified from the beginning. Yamid Bereshashana should stand up and Reshashana. This is the source of Kal Nidra. Should stand and Reshashana Vyemar. Kal Nidra Shaniyasid Lidr Yebatl. Any vow that I will make in the future, this coming year, will I'm I'm preempting it and I'm nullifying it right now. The Mishnah says she is Zacher It's only effective. If he remembers, if he remembers it while he's making a vow throughout the year, or while he's making a vow, he remembers his disclaimer at the time. If he doesn't remember his disclaimer, he forgot, then the vow takes effect, and it has no legal effect. You can't say, "Well, any vow that I'm going to make in the next year is null and void." If you don't remember it, it doesn't it has no effect, it has no legal validity. But if at the time when you're making the vow, you remember your disclaimer. Then it's effective, and the vow never, never, never takes place.
Wait a minute, just the opposite. If he remembers and he makes the vow, and nevertheless he's making a vow, so he's uprooting the condition. Now he's overriding his, his, he's overriding his exemption. His, his disclaimer. He's the one who made the disclaimer. He's overriding it. He says, I remember what I said, that I'm nullifying in, in advance all my vows, and nevertheless I'm going ahead and making a vow. And he confirmed his nether. Be effective. It's one thing if it happens simultaneously. He makes a declaration that all the vows I'm going to make are nullified, and then he immediately goes ahead and says, if you don't eat with me, there's a vow. Okay, so then clearly his intent was that this vow is overridden. He never really meant it as a real vow. But here we're talking about two different times. In the beginning of the year, Rosh Hashanah, in the beginning of the year, he gets up and says, all the vows are going to make throughout the year are null and void. And then a few months later, he makes a vow. So surely he remembers his disclaimer. Nevertheless, he's making a vow. He's overriding his disclaimer. Mm-hmm. How could you say the vows are, are, the vows are not effective? But it's trying to understand. If he doesn't remember it, then you're saying it is a good vow. If he, if he, if he does remember it, then surely the vow should be effective. How do you override a vow? How could such a declaration, what legal force, what legal power does this declaration have over, it's his declaration that makes it that. Well, he overrides it. I remember what I said and I'm overriding it. I've changed my mind. And now I am making a vow. So what, what's, how can that declaration help him in any way? So On the contrary, it's only effective if you don't remember when you make the vow, you don't remember. If you remember, then you override the vow. If you don't remember, if you don't remember, then it is effective. Okay, why is it effective? The mission is saying that you can do that, that you're initially canceling everything, that you're going to make a vow, and you forgot of your disclaimer, but that disclaimer is effective. Rava Amar, Rava says, the reading of the mission is like we said in the beginning. That he remembered his disclaimer at the time of his nether. Only then the disclaimer works. But Hacham, I asked, well, why doesn't the vow override his disclaimer? Hacham, I skin in. You know, we're talking about it. For example, he made a stipulation on Rishashana and he doesn't know what he stipulated, he forgot. He remembered, he remembered that he made a, 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 a stipulation that certain nedarim won't be effective. But he doesn't remember which, which nedarim, what type of oath, what type of vows. Let's say he made like anything connected with food. Any vow that he makes about food, any diet that he's going to take upon himself is null and void. He's canceling it right now. Um... Some foods. He doesn't remember what type of foods. He doesn't remember. And now, during the year, he makes a vow. And maybe he was part of the stipulation, maybe he wasn't. See, the Mishnah says, if, while, if he remembers the stipulation at the time of the vow, if he mentions it, meaning, but he says, I'm making a vow in accordance with my original intent. I don't remember what it was, what I declared, 
which food uh, items I'm eating, which food items, I forgot which diet I'm on, is it carbs, uh, low carbs, is it fat, low fat, <laughs> vegetarian, no meat, I forgot which one it is. But whatever it is, I'm making a vow, basing it on my initial statement. I'm following my initial statement, because then I knew what I was saying. So I'm making my vow only if it's consistent with my initial, initial, uh, initial declaration, initial stipulation. So if he remembers and he says, I'm making my vow based on that stipulation, and it turns out he's going against that stimulation, that initial original stipulation, then his, ne- his vow has no substance. If he doesn't say, when he's making the vow today, he doesn't say that I am making the vow based on conditional, on that stipulation that I made, which he doesn't remember now, but he said whatever it was. I'm basing my vow, which would be consistent with that original stipulation. So then he overrides his, his condition, whatever it was, and he, he affirms his nether today, and his nether today, his vow today stands. Rav is saying that if you make, if you make a stipulation, that all my vows for this year are going to be null and void. Any vow you make the, during the year and you, you forgot about the stipulation, it has no validity. Even if you remember, surely it has no validity. I'm overriding the vow. The only time it has validity is if you, you made a vow. You don't even remember specific what the specifics were. When you're making a vow, I'm not sure. Is this vow consistent with that original stipulation or not? So you say, if you say explicitly, I'm making a vow. As long as it's consistent with the... So if it's consistent, it's effective. If not, not. But if you don't remember, and you don't say at the time, I'm making a vow consistent with my original, then the fact I'm making a vow now overrides any stipulation I may have had. I'm changing my mind. It doesn't matter what I had in mind. So based on Rava, what's the point of Kol Nidre? What, what are you saying? Well, how does Kol Nidre help you? Based on Abaya, you can understand that any stipulation you make at the beginning of the year will help you for any vow you make. And you forget this. You forgot that you made kol nidre. It'll override it, so you won't violate the severe, severe prohibition of of, 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 of violating your vow. But according to Rava, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Whatever you can say today till tomorrow, that that you're you're canceling all future vows. It doesn't matter when you make the vow. It overrides. If you didn't remember your stipulation already, if you remember, surely it overrides. It's only a very narrow case if you made a stipulation. And then at the time of the vow you say, I'm making a vow. It should be consistent with my original stipulation, which I don't remember now. If it's consistent, then it's effective. If not, not. Only in that case do we say that the vow, that the, the stipulation is effective. Two parts to Kol Nidre. Kol Nidre, we say, we say all the vows that I made the previous year, or any mitzvah that I've done, which is like a vow. Once you do it, once you do a good deed, um, it becomes like a vow. You do something three times, you do, and without even saying anything, it becomes like a commitment. You must do. Um, and I regret it if I if I if I if I violated the vow. I, I regret it, and I regret it initially. Not just I regret it now. I regret that I ever made the vow in the first place. So, again, it's not according, to, not according to everyone. Regret is enough to overturn a vow. That's all I have. We don't, we don't have an opening here, a release. It's just a, to release based on the regret that I regret that I ever made it in the first place.
Then there's another part where you make a declaration, a notification going forward that any vow or any oath that I'm going to make or any good deeds that I'm going to take upon myself for the coming year, except for fasting, so if I forget, if I forget this condition and I'm going to make a vow, so for now I'm uprooting it. I regret it now and it's as if it never, it doesn't take effect. Let's just learn one more piece of the Gemara here. Wanted to announce this procedure of disclaiming future vows in the you know when everyone gathered before the holiday to everyone. I'm later, but others said the Tana obscures it. You might ask, it doesn't make sense. The mission doesn't make sense. How could you? How could you? Um, that if 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 the person he's trying to pressure to eat with him heard that he's n- n- canceling all his vows, how is that effective then? How how is he trying to make a vow, force him to pressure? So you have to add words. So the mission is keeping it obscure, and you're trying to announce it in public. The time to keep it obscure. So people shouldn't treat vows mindlessly, lightly. You can just make a declaration in advance. And then, and then people would treat the vows very lightly. And you want to publicize it? Rav does agree with Abaya. Rav doesn't argue with Abaya and Allah. Abaya said that this stipulation that you make at the beginning of the year is effective. If at the time of the vow you completely forgot about your stipulation, you already made a stipulation. You already revealed your mind. That any vow you're going to make the coming year, you're now standing and, 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 and nullifying it. And it is effective. That's exactly what we say in the Kol Nidre. The second part, we say that any future vow I'm going to make, I'm here by at the beginning of the year. We do it at Rosh Hashanah, you're stipulating that it will be null and void. And it's effective. Everyone agrees. Abai and Ravan both agree. The only thing is, Ravan said you shouldn't publicize it. So people shouldn't treat the vows lightly. Right. Um, question is, so why do we say according to this, based on this based on this the Ran says you shouldn't say the Gemara says you shouldn't publicize it here and here you're making a public thing everyone does and you already you found a, a, a legal a loophole to make sure that all your vows are null and void with the exception of the vows to fast which you want to you want it to be valid so why do we do Kol Nidre? Rabbi Natam says, yeah, we do, we do Kol Nidre. He defends our uh, saying Kol Nidre. He says also, because Kol Nidre, is, uh, this was only against the, the ignoramuses, the Amaratzim. But the Tamidah Chachamim, they would never make, no, the Tamidah Chachamim, they, they, they're not going to treat vows lightly. It's only the ignoramuses that treated vows lightly. You worry they're gonna, if they're going to come to treat vows lightly. If it doesn't matter, they make a vow, and they already made a stipulation and canceled it, a legal loophole. But they said the Kalnidr said in the Aramaic, who understands the Aramaic? Only the, the, the Torah scholars. So you're not worried. Or in those days the ignoramuses would, would take a vow seriously. So you want to keep it that way. So therefore you don't want to publicize that there's a, a way to cancel in advance all future vows. So you want to keep it secret. Today no one takes vows seriously. 
So you might as well, if they're going to vow anyway, and it's so serious, you might as well give them a way that they're not violating the sin of making a vow. And that's why we do say it today, and everyone says it, and it's not just Aramaic. We translate it to say it in English, any language, so people know exactly what you're doing. You're not worried that it's going to lead, you don't have to keep it quiet. You can publicize it, it's fine. By the way, we said earlier that Rava argues with Rava, that's the opinion of Taisvis. And also the other taste was Hidid, that he actually argues with Abaya. That if you don't remember the condition at all, the stipulation, then um, then the uh, the vow overrides that uh, that stipulation. And the vow is effective. Then Kol Nidre, Kol Nidre wouldn't help at all. Tom says Kol Nidre on the past makes absolutely no sense. Because you have to have a real regret in the beginning. You have to have an opening. Um, you have to have... Also, you have to, you have to specify what the, what the vow is. Okay, but here we're talking about Kol Nidre, the language of Kol Nidre, we're saying the future. You're canceling and nullifying everything in the future. In the in the Hataras and the Darim, we're also releasing the past mm-hmm. because we do regret it. If you know, had you known all the the, the punishments, the Shoshana is a day of judgment. You don't want to be judged for vi- violating your vows or your promises. Or your, so, had you known the, the severity of the punishment, and the punishment would you you would never you regret ever making a vow. So that is the release. You're releasing. You're saying, I would never have made the vow. So I regret I ever made it in the first place, and therefore it is a good release. We'll stop over here. Everyone have a wonderful day.